0: This episode is sponsored by Podgo. We use Podgo to monetize all of our podcasts and get paid within twenty four hours. So if you're a podcast want to get paid, be sure to check out Podgo. That's p o d g o dot c o. That's Podgo dot c o. And be sure to enter our name in the "How did you hear about Podgo?" section of the application. See you guys in the episode
1: the language of the universe
0: but I don't understand it
1: hello everybody welcome back to the math and physics podcast I'm your host Parker
0: and I'm Ray and we welcome you to episode number 47 where today as you can see we have a special guest we have Julian Robinson from the podcast Deep Thoughts, Deeper Talks. So, Julian, how are you today?
2: Good, good. Glad to, to be on the podcast. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, you wanna, so we just, we were actually talking, uh, we started talking, I think, a month ago, maybe a little more. And, yeah. uh, you know, we wanted to just collaborate on pretty cool topics. So, I think today, what we have prepared for you guys, I think it's uh, it's a little bit of both, it's a little bit of math and physics. And it's a little bit of, uh, I guess, what can we call it?
1: <laughs> just a just an interesting <laughs> talk in general.
0: Yeah, very 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 general stuff, and some some really cool technology stuff that we're going to be talking about. So, uh, Julian, you want to maybe introduce your your podcast to to our viewers today?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the name yeah. of the podcast, as Ray mentioned, is Deep Thoughts, Deeper Talks. Uh, you know, it's a podcast that I I started during the pandemic to just Uh, you know, be able to to talk to different interesting people about really cool topics that I find fascinating. Mm -hmm. Uh, Definitely touch upon things such as philosophy. Uh, I've spoken to people about Hinduism, shamanism, but I also am interested in tech, which is why, you know, we're having this conversation regards to like AI and everything. Um, But yeah, I I just like to have deep, uh, interesting topics on different, interesting things that, you know, we don't normally get to talk about in our normal day-to-day
0: hence the name right deep thoughts <laughs> how
1: do you get your um your guests on your podcast you just contact them yes based on what you want to talk about yeah
2: so like you know some of it's a little organic some of it you know i i have to do a little bit of research like i've joined a few facebook groups uh, that like of people of podcasts to see if there's any interesting people the majority of the time they're not interesting <laughs> like 99% of them are all basically about happiness and love and like the sa- okay. self-help like it's a lot of that oh, uh, but i um just through like networking through people that i've i've worked with some of them have put me in contact with interesting people uh, or friends of friends who Uh, are entrepreneurs and uh, are in all different sorts of sectors and have different beliefs uh, that I've just connected with and networked with.
1: Yeah, awesome. So if uh, you're listening to this podcast right now, what we're actually going to be doing is recording the first part of our conversation here on the math and physics podcast. And then once we reach, I think we're going to do like 45 minutes around there. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to cut it out, cut it off short and then transfer over to Julian's podcast where you can hear the continuation to this episode. Uh, so you can find it, I guess, on all platforms Um Deep
0: talks deeper thoughts. Deep Deep, thoughts, deeper thoughts. Yeah, deep thoughts, deeper talks. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I messed that up too. (laughs) I'm on
2: Spotify, uh, Apple Podcast, uh, whatever. Basically, every every podcast platform that you could think of, I'm Mm -hmm. there. You're there. You're
0: there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. All right. I think. uh, I think so. How we're gonna do this? I think uh, we can. We can start by talking about. Like, because we were talking about, like, the different topics that we can have on ours and then yours. So, I guess, like, the kind of conclusion we came to is that we can kind of talk about life on other planets and, you know, alien life and extraterrestrials and all that good stuff on our podcast. Because, I mean, Life is a Simulation episode did really well. You know, life Life in the Universe did really well. So, clearly, you guys want to know about the universe and If it's possible that, you know, we can migrate somewhere or is it possible that aliens can come to us? You know, those kind of questions, I think, are what constituent, you know, deep thoughts. So (laughs) I guess we uh, we can start with talking a little bit about aliens. So the chance or the probability of life on other planets. What do we think? What do we think about
1: that? Essentially, I think the case to be made is that we really have no clue. Because if we are the only, like, sample, right, (laughs) like, like officially, you know, some people claim to know that there are uh, extraterrestrials on Earth or whatever, but let's just go with, like, the popular belief that we are the only example of life here in the universe. There's no way you can ask questions about, you know, is there life over here? Is there life over there? Because Mm -hmm. we don't know, right? There, there could be, we're just, we don't have the right tools, I guess. Cause clearly, you know, we, we haven't been seeing anything, uh, that is super evident, but at the same time, the case can be made that we aren't even looking for it. Cause there aren't really like specific missions dedicated two looking for aliens right the seti program
0: right? the search for extraterrestrial intelligence the entire purpose yes. of that mission the program is to search for extraterrestrial intelligence
1: but okay okay but like i don't i, I don't know how to how to explain <laughs> this like okay yes there's the seti program which we i think we have talked about briefly before but I, i'm i'm talking about like going more in depth into the cases right the reports of you know UFOs or like mm-hmm. odd occurrences that we've seen here on earth and actually investigating those reports and doing more research on things that we know have or might have occurred versus you know building a giant uh what is it like a like a receptor it's not a telescope is it the SETI
0: the SETI oh it, I mean it's it, it basically just I mean, the when they're searching for it, like the signals that they're searching for, they're basically just huge, uh, they're huge, uh, what do you call it? Like antenna discs, like, like just mm. discs, I guess. Like satellite dishes, satellite dishes, huge satellite dishes that are basically just, you know, uh, searching for incoming, I guess you can say, messages, but not really messages, like, you know, non-universal messages. So they're, like there are a lot of radiation, there's a lot of x-rays, radio waves that's coming from different parts of the universe, the, I think a big part of that program is also to kind of like decode that information and see, hey, could this have come from a certain location? So actually talking about this, let's uh, let's talk about the movie Contact. Have you guys seen the movie Contact?
1: I haven't seen it. I have not.
0: Okay, so like Contact is like a 1997 <laughs> movie, I think, uh, where this is basically the whole idea, right? Where they have these huge satellite dishes and they receive uh, a message or so, of some sort And uh, they could basically, uh, in in regular intervals, and they observed that, hey, this could be, you know, extraterrestrial life. And obviously this was a movie, but this also happened in real life. Something very similar. I don't really know where it was. I was was reading on it a little earlier, but um, they recorded a signal that came from Proxima Centauri. So Centauri, which is about the closest star... I mean, apart from the sun to us, right? And the signal, Proxima Centauri only has about two to three two planets in its solar system, right surrounding the star. And this signal came in regular intervals. So basically what scientists deduced, and I'm, I think I'm gonna do a little more work before I come up with this, But what they deduced is that this could the signal could have been sent from a civilization. And I think that I think that's a really cool, you know, idea I, fi- I find that really hard to believe because
1: what are the odds that the only place we find life other than on earth is at the closest solar system to our solar system
2: yeah i agree i feel like that 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 sounds a bit too convenient yeah um what are your guys thoughts in regards to the 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 various instance incidences where people claim to have you know interacted with with ufos like there's that guy um who was on joe rogan recently bob Lazar no no no, not bob Lazar the 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 the, the, the guy who went missing for like a a day or so and like like his friends like um they, they, they all basically testified that like you know that 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 a uh, object took him like a un- unidentified flying object took him and like all the the sheriffs and everyone in the town thought that they killed him and then the guy just like magically appeared like the next day and like he oh, he claimed you know that he got abducted and like th- wow. there's other stories like that and i think you know from my perspective when i look at that like I, I don't necessarily, you know, take it as, you know, oh, well, all these people experience these things and have similar things and that, you know, that that conclusively means that it happens. I, I kind of look at it in the same phenomenon almost as like, you know, religion and some of the um mm-hmm. the things that that we wholeheartedly believe that we we know is just more mm-hmm. likely than not not true and just <clears throat> the phenomenon of having a, uh, a, an experience that, you know, you, you wholeheartedly
1: believe to be true, but is a bit, you know. So this was actually something that Joe Rogan said, but uh, it, it's like something along the lines of, like, humans like to be special, right, in some way. And claiming to have been in contact with aliens and being abducted is a really easy way to feel special, you know. And so it's... I think it's it's really easy to just be like, Hey, I was abducted by aliens and everyone's like, Oh my god, you are the There's like, no real way to prove it. That yeah, exactly. There, well, yeah. Yeah. There's no real way to prove but you know, conveniently enough, I am on R slash aliens on, <laughs> on Reddit. And I, I do I do see a lot of posts about about aliens. And there is one really interesting one where it was a cow in a field. And basically, I'm pretty sure the it was like the udder. It was like it was a like one organ, right? That was like surgically removed from the cow. And yeah. there were no traces of blood. Lazar. That, that They
2: mentioned that yeah. on the Bob Lazar
1: one. Mm-hmm. And, and basically, like, it was something like the, the cow was, like, drained of all its blood. It was missing an udder that was, like, removed, like, perfectly and everything like that. And there's no traces of blood anywhere. And then everyone was like, yeah, this is just not possible. And it was, just, it was just lying in the middle of a field. And so the first thought was that, oh, like, it was abducted by aliens and then, like, uh, operated on and then just dropped back on Earth and they just left, you know? Wow, that's, that's,
0: yeah.
2: I think one thing that that, you know, I think about sometimes and I find funny when it comes to aliens, we it seems like we're we're stuck in the mindset of it being an intelligent entity from another galaxy, from another planet. Mm -hmm. But what if it's what if it's from here, but just a different dimension or something like that? Like it's it's here. It's not like foreign in regards to like being from a different, you know,
1: planet.
0: Just, I don't know. What are you guys talking mm-hmm. I mean, that's the, hard they, to... Yeah, a really well, interesting yeah. point that you <laughs> brought up by saying a different dimension, right? Because I think... So, a common thing in a lot of sci-fi movies, right, is the overuse of the word. They come from different dimensions. Because, like, if you technically think about, like, di- the word dimension is very different from like galaxy or solar system or universe like saying that this species is from another galaxy and saying they're from another dimension are two radically different things right so we actually spoke about this on a, a very recent podcast of ours where we were like we as three-dimensional beings cannot physically cannot perceive higher dimensions so, if there was a four dimensional object right in front of us, we would not be able to perceive it. Our brain would not be able to decode it simply because of the way that we're made, right? So, that, I mean, when I was, okay, so when I was initially starting, like, uh, you know, liking physics and getting to know a lot of different things, I'm like, okay, this overuse of the word dimension, these guys just don't know what they're talking about. But the fact of the matter is, that's actually a possibility that there is just some, alien quote-unquote like of a higher dimension that we simply cannot see or perceive and that will simply always be the case we will have no way unless you know we come up with a device that can i mean i don't even know if this would work but maybe like a device that can view higher dimensions or something unless we come up with something like that we would never be able to see such aliens so that is actually a valid argument so you That's don't know possible no. Ray. It's i just like... i just
1: i don't know it's like building <laughs> building a
0: three-dimensional object. to detect I know it's a fly, I know that doesn't really make sense but what I'm saying is maybe like 200 300 years from now where like light or some kind of radiation moves differently in higher dimensions maybe maybe we figure something like that out and maybe with that knowledge, we can, you know, say, okay, we measure this area. We see that this radiation is going in this certain way. So it must be a higher dimension or something like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm just spitballing here. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying that is a possibility. And also one thing, uh, as I was saying previously, that, that real life signal that, remember, I said I'm going to search up. Listen to this. In April and May of 2019, the 64-meter-wide Parks Radio Telescope located in Australia was recording radio transmissions from the star Proxima Centauri. Over the course of hours, the telescope recorded data from 30-minute intervals before looking in a different direction. And what they found from this data, this procedure called nodding, is used to establish that any observed signal that is coming from a particular direction rather than random noise. So this uh, data that they had collected was, was a signal, and not simply random noise that they had seen, you know, just simply from the universe. So for five of these half-hour intervals, the signal was observed while the antenna was pointing at Proxima Centauri, and it was not detected at all when it was aimed in another direction. So I can link this article in the description below, and I think this is kind of cool. It's a CNN article, so it's nothing really scientific. Obviously, maybe... I maybe do more due diligence, not sure. But just reading this at first glance kind of, you know, tells me the idea that maybe like maybe it's a possibility. Because remember, even if there is a civilization hundreds of thousands of light years away that recently because on the on the Joel Loeb podcast, right, with uh, with Joe Rogan, we were talking about that. They were talking about the possibility and, and and a lot of other podcasts, a lot of these scientists agree with the possibility that a lot of life probably started around the same era in the universe, including like mm-hmm. if, if we look at the universe objectively and look at the whole timeline, we can kind of assume if we can say that life started around at the same time. So if we're making that assumption, right? And we... After 4 billion years of the Earth existing, just got out all these satellites, like the Voyager one was released less than 100 years ago, the signal, the wow signal that we released less than 100 years ago. So all of these signals that if, let's say, an alien civilization released two, 300 years ago, they're still like 50 million light years away. So we would probably not detect that, but something from Proxima Centauri that's so close would even if there was some life on that planet or some planets over there, we would receive that signal a lot faster than any other possible planet because it's so close to us. So Mm -hmm. that's simply the the idea that I'm trying to think about, you know, because they're so close that it could be like a higher chance that we see life from there. Mm
1: -hmm. By the way, um, his name is Dr. Avi Loeb,
0: not Avi Loeb. Loeb. Wait, then who is that? Did I say Bob (laughs) Loeb or something? J- you yeah, J- said joe Loeb. joe lobe i i no, met like joe rogan's not... podcast yeah. abby Loeb was on yeah you know what i meant sorry yeah just, yeah you know, brain was going through some stuff <laughs> hey guys just a quick pause before the next part of the podcast uh in the following part we talk a little bit about psychedelics and this part is just a little disclaimer before we get into that part of the podcast
1: So just so you guys know, we do not advocate any type of drug consumption. And, uh, you know, if it is legal where you are located right now, uh, make sure just to be above the legal age of consumption. So, yeah, enjoy the uh, next part of the podcast.
2: All all I was going to say is, like, I I haven't done um, DMT. I've done shrooms. But um, when when, like in general, when you do psychedelics, like it, it, it really heightens your your senses, your consciousness, destruction of ego. I know that people uh who have done DMT, uh, dimethyltryptamine have th- there have a lot of people who mention seeing very similar things uh to like what other people claim to see where like they see like these little mechanical elves mm-hmm. and stuff and mm-hmm. like like have like just really really trippy experiences and stuff. Do you think that in a sense like drugs like that almost Open up the the interdimensional type of thing that we were talking about before, and our ability to kind of conceive and and see things in a manner that we can't normally.
1: Mm-hmm. I think one hundred percent, right? Mm-hmm. Because I've I've definitely done a lot of research on DMT and listened to a lot of like uh, Joe Rogan. Like, <laughs> like Joe, obviously, classic. Joe Rogan has a lot of classic clips. But yeah. also, like, like just random people who do, like, trip reports on YouTube and all that stuff. And I just listen. Like, I've never done DMT, but it definitely sounds, like, very, very interesting, right? Just the, mm-hmm. the nature mm-hmm. of what people are describing. Like, I, I know this one guy on YouTube, he was explaining how it felt, like, his entire trip felt like it was, uh, like, three years Right, like it was insanely long in his head, but it was actually just five minutes on, like in real time, and he was explaining how, like, he was seeing like these insane like shapes, these insane like 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 uh, formations happening in front of him, and he like his body was like a ball of light, and. Obviously, trying to explain it is absolutely insane <laughs> because <laughs> it, it it is sort of like an interdimensional experience, right and there's no way you can explain that right mm-hmm. like if you were suddenly transformed into a four dimensional being, there's no words that you can use to help someone like imagine mm-hmm. what it's like so I, I i like in regards to your initial uh statement, like I do think there's there's somewhat of a connection between like interdimensionality and consciousness because it's one of the, one of the, I don't want to say few things, but it's, it's one of the things that we just cannot explain using science right Mm -hmm. now. So, yeah,
0: I think, I think, yeah, it's talking about like, I've also like, you know, just listening to Joe Rogan himself, I think you get a lot of knowledge in relations to, you know, DMT and, you know, different psychedelic substances. And what people describe obviously like they can never truly engulf their entire trip in a sentence but what they even think about like you know when some of them describe how you know they see the universe or the world in a fractal like perspective or i i remember this one youtuber i know i've watched some some youtubers you know like trip reports as, as parker was saying and um this one youtuber said i open my eyes on dmt which is something that usually people don't do and like, I guess he, I can't really explain it, obviously, but what he was basically saying is that the world did not look anything like what we perceive it as, right? And a lot of people simply say yes, because it alters the way that you think and it alters the way you see. Yes, but to a certain extent, there are you know, certain things that it can allow you to you know, witness that you can't even imagine exists in reality, like you know, like this talk about how you can somehow transcend to another dimension while on a psychedelic substance is just amazing. Like the thought itself is just insane to think about, right? And, and yeah.
1: Julian, have you had one of these experiences? So uh, I've
2: I've never done DMT. Uh, I I would love to, uh, but I've hmm. I've done shrooms. I've done LSD, and. Definitely uh, have had the experience first and foremost, like if whoever's listening, if, if, you, if you do LSD or, or shrooms, what, what I would recommend from like the, the first time that I did it, that was just outstanding and incredible was, well, first off of LSD, like taking a step back, LSD, it's a very, very long trip. So if you're if you're going to do LSD, like buckle down, make sure that, you know, you have nothing to do basically for the rest of the day and the day after uh, shrooms is a bit more manageable. It'll be like maybe like three, four hours at most. But I I recall when I first did LSD, it's like music felt like you could feel music when you're on it. Like it, it was it was just it's hard to describe. And then. I I went up to my rooftop and I I watched the sunrise, and that was the wow. most incredible and profound thing to see because it's like, it's like the clouds are dancing and like you just see, <laughs> it's like you you look like it's like if you and like a sober person were looking at it, you'd be having a completely different experience and it's like mm. you your ego dies you you feel. Like, all of the things that I feel like, for the most part, can really hold down human beings, all, it just d- dissipates. Like, none of it exists anymore, and you, you just have all of these good, bright feelings, and, like, you just – you feel like a big ball of positive energy. And mm-hmm. when, when I think about that – and I don't know if you guys have ever, like, listened to Lex Friedman. Um, I, I'm a big fan of him. He, yeah. There was one time, I think when he was on Joe Rogan, where he said something that I, I found really fascinating where they were like talking about aliens and intelligence. And he was saying that if if there was really an intelligent um, uh, civilization that's like way far advanced than us and able to do all these things, more likely than not they probably would have transcended their consciousness to a level Mm -hmm. that we could not even conceive of and i feel like when it comes to drugs like that it's almost as if you're like in that moment when you're on those drugs you're able to like potentially reach that that point that
1: potentially Mm
2: -hmm. if there are these you know intelligent beings that they would be at Mm,
1: i have a few comments um First of all, I I wanted to talk about the war on drugs and and how Graham Hancock puts it, the war on consciousness, right? As well as um, uh, what is it? T- Terence McKenna calls it the war on consciousness, and yeah, they're like uh advocates of psychedelics, right? Because I do think that people who don't agree with psychedelics, um, and have never tried them, should not have like any opinion mm-hmm. whatsoever right yeah because it like a lot of people say you know that there's the label drug on it and yes yeah. and they automatically say negative bad thing right mm-hmm. and it's definitely a product of like uh what's it called like like mental conditioning that people have been going through like, by the government onto, onto the people for for decades now, since a very long time, ever, you know, ever since the entire marijuana, like, debacle. And if, if people don't know about this who are listening to it, uh, to this podcast, uh, I'm not going to, like, explain the whole thing because it's a very mm-hmm. long story. But essentially, marijuana is just, <laughs> like, a term that they invented. Like, the U.S. government invented this term... For it to sound like it's like it's a Spanish word, so that they can discriminate against uh, like Mexicans mm-hmm. essentially and put them in uh, anyway, this is entire
0: entire long story. Marijuana but essentially... means like tobacco leaf or something like that in in Mexican, right? I mean, not in Mexican <laughs> in, in Spanish. Mexican. In, Mexican. In, <laughs> in, in Spanish, I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> It, sorry that was <laughs> what i meant was i'm pretty sure like when uh the whole the whole thing started it started as uh because the actual term for it is cannabis and yeah. the americ uh, i guess the american government simply as as you very rightfully said wanted to demonize it so they put mm-hmm. it in this uh, in this word which didn't even mean can't like it may- it means something completely mm-hmm. different so it's a little weird anyways yeah you can continue and I, I was, this that.
1: morning, I was actually watching Andrew Schultz's yeah. new uh, Netflix special, and he said something that's pretty relevant to this conversation, but he says something aligns along the lines of, like, we've never seen something go from illegal to essential <laughs> so quickly, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. like uh, dispensaries are deemed essential in the US, and yeah. there are still people in prison. Yep. Mm-hmm. uh because they've sold weed yeah. which is an essential product and and the, the <laughs> former the,
2: the, the, the former i think he was the the house speaker or at least the the majority uh like le- like the the lead uh, on the republican side when obama was was president he was like he, like he was the hugest like critic of of marijuana and like put so many people in jail and now, now that he's out of politics and everything, he now I think his name is boehner he he now is is invested into all of the the huge cannabis companies oh, trying to to profit <laughs> off of Hypocritic. it and it's yeah it's it's super hypocritical, and like when people talk to him about it, he's like, oh like well th- that that was another life. and like we're like another mm-hmm. life that was no, literally like eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about?
1: another life so, yeah, just for. Just for the audience here, by the way, I think my my entire point was, you know, before you just resort back to what you've been conditioned to think, right, for your entire life, you know, drugs equals bad. I think the moral of the story with this entire like weed situation where it went from completely illegal to essential, the moral of the story is to definitely research what you what you have an opinion on right if mm-hmm. if you are interested by like the nature of psychedelics and all that stuff don't just say you know obviously your parents are gonna say drugs bad but it's 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 deeper than that obviously and mm-hmm. it's it's some things have been made up <laughs> let's just say mm-hmm. like it's yeah. it, it's definitely like a topic where you have to do your own research. I'm not saying try it. I'm saying, I'm saying do your own research and, mm-hmm. and see, like try to find the truth for yourself, I guess.
0: It's so deep that in, in, in my opinion, like just as we were trying to talk about how, you know, there might be some other civilizations, if they're a lot more intelligent or something than us, how they, how they could have basically transcended consciousness. Right. And they and they're, Like and their conscious, like their their mind can you know trans like move through bodies almost essentially you know like it doesn't like it doesn't depend on a body. Your soul, your life doesn't depend on a body. Like that would be you know truly transcending this. And simply like talking about all these you know different psychedelics and how they apply to this consciousness. I think they they go hand in hand because those are two things that we simply can't you know quantify. We can't measure you know how exactly what exactly it does because mm-hmm. the whole thing is an, an is an experience in itself and mm-hmm. and the consciousness does, to measure or to quantify consciousness is something that i don't think we'll ever be able to do unless you know we completely become insanely smart (laughs) so Mm. it would require the the use or the reach of the technological singularity almost to truly transcend consciousness and to so that our being our very being in this universe does not depend on a physical body right that would be Um, truly i yeah
2: I, i i like i I just want to point out and 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 have make sure that we we address this once we get into AI. But I feel like one of the the things that, in my opinion, and from like the books I've read, uh, is is one of the the biggest consequences of of the advancement of AI and technology is the mm-hmm. the potential impact that it'll have on our our consciousness and our humanity. Uh, I don't know if you guys have re- read the the um the books by the the guy from Sapiens. Um, no, love his book Sapiens, yeah. Homo Deus, and now I'm reading um, Twenty One Rules for the Twenty First Century. And one of the things that he he alludes to, and and I uh, to an extent agree, is that when it comes to our consciousness, as as technology advances. It's sometimes to our own detriment because, for instance, and like the example that he gave was that we're so distracted by like our tech, for instance, that like you could like be working all day and emailing like this person and that person while eating your lunch. And like you're so in the weeds with like what you're doing on your computer that you're not even like internalizing and taking time to like really take in the flavor of the food that you're eating. Enjoy it. Be fully present. And you know, people are absorbed with their phones and everything to the point where, yeah, of course, like you're you're reaping the benefits of, of the the advancements of our civilization, but you're not fully taking in uh, what it means to be alive and what it means to exist. Mm-hmm.
0: That's I think mm-hmm. a big part of uh our our well, I guess today's day and age, right? Like just phones, social media, and all these all these constructs that we create in our mind and we think that it's you know essential to life. But it really isn't. Like, you know, for hundreds of thousands of millions of years, people lived without technology and phones. And they lived perfectly in peace. The only thing is right now, right, the, there are all these, you know, situations coming up. There are all these, obviously, the like, I'm not saying the internet is bad. It's obviously a very helpful thing. But to everything that provides, like, for something like the internet, where it's so beneficial, there are also, like, big downfalls, right? There are also big problems with it like misinformation can spread 10 times faster than you know logical facts and you know the increase of conspiracy theorists and all these believers in you know pseudoscience and all this has radically exponentially increased since the birth of the internet right mm-hmm. and i mean as i said right it's not it's not a bad thing because i because for every good there is a bad and the good certainly outweighs the bad but as you were saying julian like that's perfectly said like right now people are just so you know, engrossed in how fast civilization is moving, that they're not living in the present. They're not truly appreciating the fact that we are living beings. We are living intelligent beings in this universe that, like how much ever we know now, have only 80 to 90 80 years, let's say on average, to live. So, in this universe that has probably existed for over 14 billion years, 13 billion years, we have. 80 so why are we so why why, why are we so stuck up on trying to do you know trying to pretend and trying to you know not live the life that we've been given like i think that is essential to consciousness and the whole the whole argument of you know where we are as a civilization
1: i have a couple of things to say here okay first of all this this goes back a couple of a couple of uh minutes here so first of all Arguably one of the most intelligent uh, people to have ever lived, Nikola Tesla, right? He has a quote. And take in, this guy lived in uh, in the 1800s, right? So this was before any type of internet, right? He said, um, once the human race decides to study the metaphysical, like once like actual scientists Start dedicating their research to metaphysical phenomena. Uh, we will advance more in a decade than we have with like in the time the time that came before that, right? Like in terms of like scientific discoveries, mm-hmm. and that was his that was his like prediction, right? As soon as we shift our mind from like what we can see to like other types of like questions like what what is consciousness and actually trying to investigate that Mm -hmm. we're going to find some very crazy things and this next uh this next thought comes from even before that um when rehan you were talking about or no julian you mentioned that like super intelligent beings will have transcended like con uh like their physical bodies and there will be like somewhat of a, a manifestation of pure consciousness um Basically, my idea, because before, before the podcast, you, you did mention you wanted to talk about, like, what if um, we were kind of, uh, like, not invaded, but, like, contacted directly by aliens? And would it be this, like, peaceful arrival or, like, a doomsday where they're just, like, you know, they mm-hmm. take over the Earth and they enslave the human race and <laughs> whatever? My thought, my opinion is that if the situation were ever to play out, it would definitely be a peaceful arrival. Because in order to reach a different, like, solar system and a different planet in, like, a spaceship or whatever, mm-hmm. it takes such an incredible, like, like way beyond what we know right now. Like it, it, it would take an incredible technological advancement that basically would it would outlive our primal instincts and everything like every problem that we have on Earth right now is tied to our primal instincts of like defending our people, defending our land in like taking more land from other people, taking resources for ourselves that is all embedded in our survival instincts and mm-hmm. it it carried over into the modern day in that we are having like these insane wars for for oil you know who cares mm-hmm. right <laughs> it's yeah. it's 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 fake money yeah As at the end of the day money is not real i hope everyone who's listening knows that <laughs> um and that's a that's a bold statement man it's
0: is I it though say. it's true because money yeah. isn't real, but value is. And I think that's a very big difference between money and what... Because everyone thinks, oh, money isn't real. At the end of the day, it's paper. But that doesn't mean that something doesn't have value. Like, for example, because if, if you say money isn't real, and, you know, like the entire system of giving a certain amount of money for certain things. Okay, let's say I give you a laptop, and in return, you give me a fork. Is that fair? Well, no. Obviously not well, because a laptop is a this, lot Ray. is worth a valued a lot more than a fork. So money is a is a way to give objects value. It's not necessarily or, okay.
1: What? Well, I know what you're trying to say, but think about this: the U.S. dollar is backed by fear. Okay, it is literally backed by fear. It is not backed by gold anymore. Okay, they they are printing like crazy, okay? And the piece of paper that is a US dollar is literally backed by fear. The US is in like is uh it's not like occupying, but they they are like in several countries in the, in in the Middle East like going through a war that you know, the 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 war is is not ending anytime soon anyways. That that's my opinion, but basically the only reason why why You know, obviously in the US, people are going to trade money for goods and services because that's just their currency, right? But the reason why, like around the world people recognize the US dollar as having value is because they're literally scared of the US. They like no one no one could do anything against the US. At this okay, if you're
0: compi- okay, if you're only talking about currency and value as just the U.S. dollar, then okay, yeah, maybe there are arguments to be made there because the U.S. has a lot of financial problems, right? But I'm saying okay. in general, money in general, the idea of of money. I'm not necessarily talking about a U.S. dollar. We can talk about Swiss francs. We can talk. No, about but the Australian reason I'm talking dollar. about I'm just the talking, about... I'm
1: talking about U.S. dollars is because the U.S. dollar runs the entire world that is that is actually yeah well
2: yeah the u.s dollar is the only currency you could like well okay there's two things like the u.s dollar is one of the only currencies that you can go anywhere in the world and if you flash a dollar they will accept it and most places around the world they will well, they, they prefer it like they prefer it. i was just gonna say, yeah exactly. like like if, if if like you go to mexico and there's like a peso and a dollar they're like fuck the peso i want the dollar yeah <laughs>
1: yeah and yeah.
2: you know and also you can go around you can go anywhere in the world and they speak english like there'll be yeah, someone is, who speaks english like very do you true. think that that's a coincidence i no. think
0: that okay Getting actually, I mean, we've we really strayed apart, but getting actually back to, <laughs> to, to, to the topic of, you know, like, I guess, finding life, searching, searching for life, and if life can come to us. You, were, you just mentioned the idea that wherever you go, most of the people, not every single person, but most of the people will speak English. Like, English is spoken in every country. At least that is a fact. So that is, if you think about it, one of the very first steps for us truly becoming a higher type civilization, Right. And I think I think we spoke about this in um, in the life in the universe podcast. Like we had a podcast about this and we spoke about the different types of civilizations. Right. There's type one, type two, type three. And we're like zero point one. There's some very, very, very small number. And the idea is the like type one is basically we can harness energy from our sun and type two is our galaxy, something like that. And type. No, no.
1: So uh, type one is you can harness all of the energy on the earth. Okay. Type 2 is you can harness all of the energy of your
0: sun. And 3 is and galaxy then Type then. 3 is you can harness all of the energy in your galaxy. In your galaxy. Okay, yeah. So those are 3 types, right? Like, we're not even close to 1 yet. But the idea okay. is... Actually, I mean, we're, we're close, but like we're not close to 3 or anything. I mean, we're, we're a lot farther away from 1 than we are uh, close to it, is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Right? Because... And what... The centralized language, the reason I'm bringing this up, the centralized language does, is in my opinion, I think that is a very important point and a very important stepping stone to becoming that type one civilization. Because to truly, truly advance as a human civilization, as humanity, not as America, not as Canada and India, but as humanity to evolve, truly transcend what we you know, have in today's day and age, we would have to work like as a species. We can't work as, you know, like, you know, separated countries all separately fighting against each other. Obviously, this is a very, not not a very good conversation to have because countries have existed forever, <laughs> literally forever. Right. But to truly, and yeah, basically my, the point being to truly, you know, understand the vastness and to maybe move to other parts of the universe, we would have to work all together it can't be uh okay america did this or or india right. did this it has to be yeah. the world humanity right. did this
2: yeah and and yeah. like to your point like because you know i think this goes back to to what parker was saying before you know money doesn't exist countries don't exist either it's it's mm-hmm. it, these are all figments of our imagination that is, do you do yeah, you think, think that it's it, yeah. it's a, a fair assessment to say then that you know all of the things that you mentioned in regards to like move to the next stage Wouldn't that require, in a sense, a transcendence in consciousness to really diminish the ego? Uh, Not even just from an individual level, but from like, you know, like a tribe or group setting where everyone kind of sets aside their own um, aspirations and goals and do and like join together for the greater good of the species in its entirety
1: yeah, there is an issue with that, and that also plays into what Rehan was saying about having like a single language for the entire species. And it's kind of like we are all humans, but culture also like separates us very true easily, right? Like but, okay it, yeah, y- you go you go to a different country. The first thing you notice is, is the mm-hmm. culture, the way they, the way they behave towards each other, the, the, the traditions they have and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But if we were to lose our language, let's say the, the, what's it called? The, the, the United Nations okay. were to write up a brand new language that did not <laughs> exist. And they said, everyone, no matter what has to no longer use the language they use and just Study this language so that everyone can have one language. We would lose an aspect of what makes us human, right? One thing that makes us human is that, you know, we have this language that we use to communicate that has evolved over time, but has stemmed at one point from literally, like, cavemen saying, like, doing hand gestures and saying random noises. Mm -hmm. That's essentially how language has started and has evolved and branched off into different directions but it it is a part of our identity and if we were to just strip that from everybody on this earth it's it's like one step closer to just becoming a robot you know right
2: and i I think this is actually a perfect segue to ai because i think we're you know whether we like it or not kind of shifting in, in that direction like when you hear things yeah. like freaking Neuralink, where like they're like mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. let's fucking the great idea let's put a chip into everyone's head and have it so that you don't even have to open your fucking mouth oh i'm not sure if you guys are about to. No, it's okay, okay. <laughs> open your mouth and like you know verbally communicate when that's like one thing that to your point like that's something that's incredibly like important and imperative to to being a human being language Mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. something that that like separates us uh from from the rest of
0: but i also think that one sec one
1: sec um i think right now is the perfect moment to end this episode of or this part of the conversation and to transition over to julian's podcast deep thoughts deeper talks if you did enjoy this conversation here on our podcast definitely make sure to uh, go on to Julian's podcast and listen to the rest of our conversation. We'll be linking it
0: in the description. So like if you guys want to like, you know, navigate to it quickly, because if you're on Spotify, you'll be able to see it. And on YouTube, we'll just uh, put a Spotify link, I guess, or something like that. We'll we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out later.
1: (laughs) Definitely. So yeah, this has been uh, episode number 47 of the Math and Physics podcast. And we will see you guys very, very soon. So
0: I am your host, Parker. And I'm Ray. And we will see you soon. Bye, guys.